This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it. Starting May 5th on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head-to-head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your sweater. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning May 5th on TNT and TBS. This episode is brought to you by the first-ever Toyota Corolla Cross. Sometimes everything just clicks. Like when your favorite song comes on at just the right time. When there's two tickets left for the show. When everyone in the crew can agree on what album to listen to. When everything just feels right. That's the feeling of the first-ever Toyota Corolla Cross. Available with all-wheel drive, Qi wireless charging, and advanced JBL sound system. It's everything you need. Nothing more, nothing less. Learn more at toyota.com. Good evening on the old hangout. That was impressive. Yeah, it was impressive. It's all in your piss. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying not to Ex- breathe through my nose. Explain what you mean. <laughs> Just trying. I think it's self-explanatory. No, no, we, we. I need to know what you mean. No, our listeners need to know what you mean. No, I think that it's self-explanatory. They don't know what. No, did you cut the urethra again? The whatever. bladder? Did you, whatever they want to believe. It's a free world. purposely dump yourself in pee? I'd say it's probably that latter one. <laughs> 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 well, guys, welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. We are the collaboration of four outdoorsmen who somehow afforded podcast equipment and figured out how to release content on the internet. These are our stories, opinions, and perceptions of outdoor pursuits in the sporting world. We are with the original OG group And for the first time ever. And for the first time ever, Ian hasn't been on the show in a while, but when he was on the show, he always called in. And for the first time ever... On what, what what episode number is this? Like 16, 68, 69. 69. <laughs> <laughs> Ian is joining us live. What's up, Ian? What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here. How how does it feel to be actually live? Yeah, about the same. No, I'm just kidding. Um, now it feels great. It's yeah. If nobody uh, knew about this, this is the first time ever, and I think I did forty. Four episodes or 45. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope he just talks during his uh, article intro. Well, it's interesting. I get to see your face, and I know exactly what's going to be making the noises now. Like, when you were calling in, it was always like, ooh, what's what's Ian doing? Is he building a fort? Is he rolling oh, dice? Yeah. yeah remember, remember when you used to rearrange your bedroom during yeah. the podcast? <laughs> There's always a weird sound that we played a guessing game with. Yeah, that was awesome. When Landon was like, Ian, what are you doing? Are you moving furniture? I was like, yeah, I was just moving some boxes. <laughs> that was what it like, sounded like. So. <laughs> yeah. 
This is not, it, it does feel kind of good. I mean, it feels good. It feels it's interesting to be able to, you know, be in the same room with everyone. Does it feel right? Is it a room? We're legitimately outside. We're out, <laughs> we're out on a, a back porch. It's a zone. So we set room zone. Yeah. Or zone. The zone. It could be the zone of truth. You know what I'm having flashbacks to? That Cliff and uh, Zach were arguing like three feet from each other. I never put that together in my brain about, you know, different sides of, you know. Oh, yeah. So each controversial topic. I'd say we're probably like six feet away tonight. Yeah, yeah y'all on the sides of the table. Yeah. And tables slightly bigger. Yeah. But no, yeah, yeah. All those arguments happen like three feet away from each other. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of nice. I get a look into his eyeballs. I can see his soul. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff, what are we drinking tonight? Moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> apple pie moonshine. So apple what's pie. the story on this apple pie moonshine? Not going to tell. <laughs> You're not going to tell? It was not bought at a liquor store. <laughs> okay. It's good. Yeah, it is What good. do you guys think? Has everyone... It's very, uh, it's very I mellow. It is I'll mellow. pass it around if everybody... Wants to take another sip. It is very mellow. It's so not, it, it doesn't it, hit it, as hard as I thought it would. No. He said it was at about 70, 80 proof. Oh, that's not bad. No. We regularly drink whiskey. I, that's why I, I figured it was about 35. And he said, but coming off the still, it's normally about like 120. But after you add in how he makes it apple pie and other flavors and yeah, stuff, it cuts it, it. it cuts it a lot. Yeah. It tastes like so apple pie. So it does come down super smooth. Yeah, it tastes like apple juice with a... It's like it, yeah. Do you yeah. guys ever have like the um, uh, what's the brand? The um, yeah, like the ones in, in Tennessee, like the summer. You mean like uh, Old Smoky and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make an apple pie one that's pretty good. No, mm. I, I just don't, I'm not a fan of any of them. I've really? done I've done all the touristy yeah, yeah up in Gatlinburg yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's a novelty thing. Yeah, it's not I wouldn't. Well, you know what? No, I take that back because they make one that's called like Hunch Punch. That is pretty good. All hunch punches normally is like a fruit punch sort of like a Hawaiian sea and yeah, but with a crap ton of Everclear and other clear grain alcohol. Yeah, that's what hunch punch is, and that's what and that's like. what you we drank in college. Yeah, it's bad when it comes back up. Yeah, not fun. <laughs> Nothing's good when it comes back up. No, I mean, can you name one thing that's good? Yeah, after I eat like a lot of soup or something or stew, and you oh. kind of get that flavor back again. Oh God, <laughs> Dude, that was a bad question. <laughs> bad question. Why did we ask? Cliff <laughs> I, that? Get to chew I, up I know a exactly why I asked because he would have a good answer. <laughs> so, Ian, we have a gift for you. Um, we, oh no! We want to play. We're introducing a new segment to our show. Let me get it pulled up real okay. quick. <laughs> On this episode of Hottie Hole Hangout. We feature Ian. Ian is single and ready to mingle. Ladies, you're going to love his smile oh, and even more, God. his intoxicating <laughs> laugh. Yes. <laughs> Do you love to fly fish? Well, Ian loves to fly fish. He's just really bad at it. But that won't stop him from joining you in the river right by your side, ready to tie your knots and hand you flies. and Take that fish off the hook sooner so you can keep them wet. Ladies, give us a call. Send us a note. Give us a shout. Let us help Ian ask you out. Hottie hole hangout. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he is legitimately embarrassed right now, too. I'm a little shocked, but also flattered. So <laughs> But it's probably more tame than what you thought was gonna happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is indeed. 
we kept it clean. Thank you. I appreciate it. We that. did. Yeah. So, but that, now you owe us ten dollars for the spot. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was <laughs> advertising. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that that was advertising. That was Porter. <laughs> ten bucks to everyone, or just ten bucks? No, <laughs> no total. It goes yeah. to the honey hole. We'll negotiate. That's what, we should call our, <laughs> that's what we should call our bank account: the honey hole. The honey hole. Honey hole banking. It's honey hole very, It's very shallow right now. <laughs> <laughs> honey hole fund managers. I like that idea of a segment, though. If listeners want to send oh us, send us an email with a description of themselves, we'll come up with a creative jingle, like what Evan did. Not necessarily a jingle, but you know, make it rhyme and sound all flattering. Yeah. And then we'll <laughs> make it rhyme. Also, <laughs> also we'll if you're pl- play it on the show. I also, if you're a female and you are interested in Ian. Send us go an through, email. Go through us first because we're taking this matter into our own hands yeah. now. <laughs> Send yeah, us don't, don't contact Ian. Yeah. Contact us. Yes. Send us an email. There will at be a vetting process. Info at honeyholeangling.com. You can find our email in the description of this show. Yep. If you are a female that's ready to mingle. Or male. Ian. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I thought it was matchmaking at honeyholeangling.com. It could be any. Well, if it, if they did that, then we wouldn't get the email. Oh, yeah, we we uh, we legitimately want to make this happen for yeah. you. Okay, <laughs> this isn't a bit. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because like, I'm looking at all you guys, and I was like, no one is really laughing. Okay, all right, moving on. <laughs> so, boys. Uh, let's talk about some interesting articles we We found. have a girl here tonight. Ellie. Don't forget her. What? She's sweet. Oh, so you're saying instead of saying boys, we yes. should say people. Boys and girl. And thing. And th- well, it's a girl. It's a dog. It's a female girl. It's a lady dog. dog. She's sweet. She okay. is sweet. Mm-hmm. She's just chilling, listening to our show, laughing, cutting up. No, not, the table. Not, the, not at the table. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is very unladylike. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're off the rails so much. Hunt. So before Sorry, we talk yeah. about our hunt, because we're out at my family place. We're staying at my dad's house. Yeah. In the shop. We set up some cots in the shop. It's kind of nice. It is nice. It's like a Except little... Except for if the door stays open all night. Yeah. Hey, Cliff, uh, why did the door open up last night? I don't know. It it opened up by itself before that, too. It was so Because remember, I asked. It was I nice. said, who opened the door? And I was all the way at the other end. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it just kind of opened Well, sometimes. Carson was closest, so... He should have been in charge. And plus, and Carson has the least amount of like sheets and like sleeping bag. Yeah, you didn't bring a sleeping bag, did you? You literally brought one blanket. How did you survive, bro? Honestly, he slept in his bibs. Did Did you? you? (laughs) Yeah. Because like I was naked, it was great. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You just had a thin blanket, but it was chilly. Dude, I bought like a Vietnam era wool blanket for like fifteen bucks that you are welcome to have at an Army Navy surplus store. And this guy was like, "This is authentic. This is from nineteen seventy two. And I was like, "I'm not gonna ask what happened to this, but it's clean. But it's clean. It's good. That's well, all you got to make sure the door stays closed tonight. The surplus store is great. Yeah. Yeah, if you need heavy equipment us. that's cheap oh and my works, gosh, yeah. dude, holy crap. 
<laughs> Cliff. Cliff. Please. Please, please don't, don't kill us. Tell me why it smells like it. Why it smells like what? I mean, why doesn't it? Oh, my gosh, dude. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, let's get going. What is our article? So, I'll go first. I don't know if this fits in a category. Not so neat things in nature. We already That's have neat things. With. Yeah. No, but we have neat things in nature. This is not so neat things oh, in okay, nature. Neat things, things in nature is back. We should play <laughs> neat things in nature backwards for it. <laughs> Man eaten by piranhas after jumping in lake to flee from bees. I did see that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I believe he just was at his end. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, death was knocking at his door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a man was reportedly eaten by piranhas after he jumped into a lake to escape from a group of bees that attacked him and his friends. Where was that? The 30-year-old was fishing on Sunday with two friends at a lake in Brazil. At one point. The men all jumped into the lake to escape the bees, but discovered shortly afterwards that the lake was filled with piranhas, fish with razor-sharp teeth. Uh, the man's two friends managed to swim away to safety. Authorities reportedly found the man dead four meters away from the shoreline after the fire department was called in for help. The man's body was disfigured by the piranhas, which tore apart some parts of his body, including his face. It was not clear whether the man died from drowning or from the piranha attack, but authorities said that the man was found in a certain position that is commonly seen in drowning. What position is that? I don't know. Like come I, I, I have a I, f- I have a feeling if they jumped into the lake to escape from bees and then he got attacked by piranhas and then maybe drowned as a result of like that was the cause of death. But really the cause of death was he was attacked by piranhas. He wouldn't have drowned if the piranhas or didn't was it him. he was attacked by bees. Or was it he was attacked by bees? That was the first domino. Mm. And without the bees, he wouldn't have jumped in, got attacked by piranhas, and then he wouldn't have drowned. Yeah, but you know, like all, it's interesting because like you always hear if a swarm of bees jump in the water. Not yeah, if you're I, in Brazil. I believe this dude was like, it, his number was called. Someone punched his ticket before. <laughs> That's just God's timing right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just know it's ending. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be a rough way to go, though. Piranhas? Yeah, I'm still I'm still curious to what that position that's common in drowning is. They didn't say. You think it's just back floating up? Uh, dead man's float. You know, I when guess. you're in a pool and you did dead man's float. Yes, yeah. when you float on your back. Yeah. Yeah. All yep. right, that's mm-hmm. all I got. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Left out. <laughs> Little king of the hill, right there. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, who's going next? Cliff. All right. Cliff. Hey, what are you, what are you doing tonight? Uh, I guess you could say it's conservation corner related. So I'm taking you back to my home state of Georgia. Okay. If you don't know that by now. <laughs> hey, well, like, this is somebody's first episode. Oh, hey, welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. <laughs> Glad Cliff you're here. hails from Vermont. <laughs> Can't you tell by his accent? Rhode so Island. a man uh, from Smyrna, Georgia, which is located kind of Fulton County area of uh, just east of Atlanta proper, just had a newborn baby, and his hunting career has kind of taken a back seat to it. And in the past, he's really focused on like solar and lunar calendars and stuff like that. But having a new baby, he's not been able to, he's kind of put that to the back of his mind. 
and just hunts when he can. And on one of his first hunts of this season, he bagged a 10-point buck that was mainframe eight points with two kickers an hour before dark. Uh, it, a rough score of it was 144 and an eighth inch, which is pretty massive for the area. I can show you all the picture. Is that a record? I don't think it's a record, but what I want to talk oh, about dude. is uh, how much do y'all think solar and lunar calendars and like moon phases actually go into hunting? I into mean, we're hunting. all we're all here on a whitetail hunt, and I know before we got up here, I was sending some moon phases and like my predictions and stuff, but I don't put a whole whole lot of stock in it. I just think that there are, I think the the amount of light will make them move either more at night or more in the morning, depending on the amount of light. Now, like here, we have a waxing crescent moon, so it's super dark. So I think a lot of them bed down more when it's darker, whereas if there's a full moon, I think that they're more active at night so that they can see, they feel a little bit more safe, and they will bed down more during the day. But that's just kind of what I believe. Um I just kind of wanted to get y'all's thoughts on it. I mean, there's definitely patterns that happen in nature because I know, like, during lunar cycles, especially in fishing, um, you know, people have noticed and traced patterns over months and years about, like, fish movement. So, yeah, I would agree with you and say it probably has something to do with the light. I feel like... And just time of year and migration patterns. It would be hard to pin down exactly what makes them do that. Well, they say, like, uh, more incidents, like crimes and stuff happen... Oh, yeah. ...on a full moon versus any other moon phase. So, there might be some sort of, like, tidal effect or something, or people, in that instance, can just see more. Yep. And so, like... You don't have to, you can move around a little bit more and be a little bit more stealthy versus if it's just pitch black, then you're also at a disadvantage. I think it kind of falls into the, like that kind of 1% rule of like it's something to be aware of, but I wouldn't hang my hat success on. Like you wouldn't not hunt because of the moon. Correct. But it's something to also think about. I, I, yeah. I would agree. My, why you've been talking, I was. We had a conversation about this last night, I think before you guys got here. It's definitely, I think, a 1% rule. But I'm not going to let it prevent me from hunting. Yeah. And if Especially I can work. You don't, have, you don't have control over it, you know. Correct. I would say yeah. it, I would say you're more successful when you can just go hunt. Yeah. Like just being out there increases your odds. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Time on task over time, you know, divided is like the more you do something, the more. That's too much math. I'm just going to go hunt. (laughs) If you do something long enough, you will probably have success. Yep. It's a numbers game. I like it. Yeah, but I wouldn't wouldn't let, uh, just to follow up, I wouldn't let, you know, a certain moon phase prevent me from. No, and I I think, like, we all work normal jobs during the week, so it's not like we can truly go out and dedicate during the week time. I mean, this trip we planned, what, months ago? You know, mm-hmm. and we didn't know what the moon It is what it is, because exactly. this is the weekend that we all had available to come down right. and Right, so, like, and if it was in two weeks, it would have been in two weeks, you know? Like, it doesn't... And then there's other things that play a role, too, like, are the deer in rut? What's going on there? Because rut's probably going to affect them more. 
than yeah, the moon phases anything. are. So there's a lot of other considerations, but I would say it's definitely a 1% rule. It incre- Knowing that increases your odds by at least 1% if you keep it, you know, if you're looking at it or planning trips around it. If you I wouldn't really option. count it as a, like a true 1% rule, though, because it's not something that you have you can control, control over. Yeah. Well, sometimes you can control your schedule. Like if you look at the calendar and you say, okay, I can go hunt two weekends this year. What weekends am I going to hunt? You could take that into consideration of your decision. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you yeah. can co-align. Yeah, with. It. But in our situation, what weekend do we all have available? Is during hunting season? It was only opening weekend, so it is what it is for opening us. Opening of rifle. Opening of rifle. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Ian, what you got? Okay. <laughs> That's pretty neat. i didn't interrupt for anyone wanting to know okay this is from smithsonian magazine it was published in september of this year scientists identify seven species of spotted skunks and they all do handstands before they spray (laughs) (laughs) and then they have this epic picture of a skunk which you can see doing a handstand oh whoa that thing is spotted yeah where are those things from um, that's a great question. Because I haven't seen a skunk like that before. Yeah, we'll have to get to that. Apparently, they do like f- they they looked at like as many as fourteen that they found, and they all do this handstand before they let it go. There's a great quote in here that they said. They said, spotted skunks are tiny acrobats. Weighing in at less than two pounds, they plant their front paws firmly on the ground, throw their hind legs into the air, and let their tails splay out like a garland on a Christmas tree as a final warning before they spray. Have you guys ever been sprayed by a skunk? Yeah, um, Mine and Landon's dogs have. I know. Why I was watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been pretty close, like not directly, but I've been in within like 15 yards of one that yeah. was spraying. Mm. It is, I mean, tomato juice. That's what you got to get to get that scent out. Well, I think they tr- he tried that on the dogs and it didn't work. Yeah. Did it work? No. I tried about ten things. Then I but said, do you, think you guys get to sleep in the garage with the fan for a couple of days so you don't smell so horrible. So it looks like it's North America is where they can be found. Just shaking it. That's up. weird. Yeah, they look cool. They got it spots tastes all like over. Like everything's settled. And so instead of stripes. Yeah. Like a Dalmatian skunk. Yeah, kind of. Or like bigger spots. They're pretty big spots. Apparently, there's skunks in the UK. Have you guys ever run over a skunk? No. Yes. No, yes, but I, I almost hit a porcupine last night. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> and I, I saw what, one in a tree today. Yeah. You almost, dude, that would have been a bad, you hit a porcupine. I've hit a skunk with my truck before. You hit a skunk, you just have a, you have a bad smell. You hit a porcupine. You might you pop a tire. I just, you have a flat tire, you got to pull over. I had to go to the car wash three times. And you guys were already late, so that, that would have been. sucked a, if we had to change a tire last night. Yeah, it would have. On that road. Oh. I just centered it. Yeah. Hope for the best. He he thought I hit it. I was like, no, nah, we didn't hit it. Yeah, but we, you he know, because we me. went the wrong way, we had to go back. We didn't see a squish porcupine. So mm. <laughs> that so that was also on the wrong direction route. Yeah, yeah. The porcupine almost killed us. <laughs> I think it was. Place. I think it was God's will. He just wanted us to show us a porcupine. Yeah. Were you gonna pull over and get out the bow? Or <laughs> no, but there's one in the tree stand spot tonight, and I I, I thought about it. Can you eat them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm you, sure you can. You flip them anything. over and you uh, got it from the bo- bottom. Except for the top. You just want to cut through the p- spines. Yeah. 
What would you do with the quills, Cliff? Needles. Needles. Toothpicks. Insulin. (laughs) Insulin needles. I would would put them in some sort of decorative box and sell them at Orvis for a pretty penny. Like sell them to some hipsters or something? Like fair trade organic? Texas sourced? I would sell them on some street corner in Austin as uh, an eclectic Dude, I'll help you. No, just glue them to a 2 by 4 and sell them as a brush. (laughs) Dude, we'll go down to South Congress, like set up a little table, dude. Hundred bucks per per quill. Per no, quill. we'll have to make them into a brush or something. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. I bet you could sell it as a toothpick for ten bucks a quill. Oh yeah, somebody would buy it. Yeah, somebody think it's cool. Somebody yeah, from yeah, like so. New York, <laughs> you know, or yeah. LA. Hey, that's ten bucks in my pocket for one. They probably quill. have like a hundred quills at least. Oh, this one was huge. Right? Did you see the one? Yeah, I showed you a picture of it. It's yeah. huge. Have yeah, you ever pulled one, quills you... out of like a dog? Yes. No. I have two. It takes forever. It's not really. And they don't yeah, like it. Yeah, you can't. They, do they have those reverse barb and things? And the one I did, they were in their nose too. Ooh. They get up in the nose, and you have to, like you can't squeeze it all the way. You're not supposed to. You're just supposed to pull them directly. Real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's big. Yeah, you get a fat porcupine that tree next to you. Yeah, it's only about 15 yards away. If y'all have any porcupine yeah. recipes, he, he send even them smiled in. for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He looked right at. Him. <laughs> Dude, he looks mad. <laughs> But yeah, look at that sucker. <laughs> that's a bit. That's a hoss, dude. Yeah, that's, that's a funny. yeah. That's a boss porcupine right there. He's just like, yo, what's up? What you doing? What's up? He's like, you're hunting in my tree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fight. This is where I watch the pigs. <laughs> I bet you can make porcupine chili. I bet that'd taste okay. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I multiple people on that TV show alone. Eight yeah. porcupines. Oh yeah, that's true. They said it was good too. So might be most. I should have taken the shot. Should have taken the shot then. Well, check your check your licenses before. What are they? It's not, under? A, it's not a. Species, yeah, I don't think it's, it's not a game species. I don't think it's a game. They species. They fall like varmin. I they don't probably know. Probably would. That's what I'd assume. Cool. Let's look before we recommend people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I got two articles today. Oh, okay. The other one's an audible that you guys know about just just now. Uh, so, do you guys want to know about the top five Macy's Day Thanksgiving floats first, or do you want to know about the Devil Bird first? Uh, Both dev- are very short. Let's do Devil Bird first, and then and then we'll talk about talk about Thanksgiving since this is the yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving special. There's no closed season on porcupines. Should have taken the shot. You should have just done it. Uh, all right, so the Devil Bird. All right, you guys aren't gonna be happy about this. When do you think the story of the Devil Bird first came about? Nineteen ninety. <laughs> no. If it's like the Chupacabra, what do you was mean? 90, what do you mean we're not going to be happy about it? I mean, That's what's throwing me off now. Exactly. Where are you going to go? How are you going to do it? What are you going to say? Devil bird. Uh huh. It's also known as the Ulama. 1968. Okay. No, with a name like Ulama, it's going to be old. Okay. <laughs> uh, Native American era. No. Really? Uh huh. Stop Sri- giving him hints. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Uh huh. No clue. 1935. Mm. <laughs> 2001. I was <laughs> the closest. What'd you say? <laughs> I said 1990. So it doesn't count. Yeah, no, but we're going to get through it. No, that's our <laughs> rules. <laughs> I have to follow rules. You have to follow rules. Right, uh, 1994. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure those are on the, around there. Uh, so, uh, the devil bird, right? It is this creature... That is said to emit a blood-curdling shriek at the night, in night, right? Uh, it's in Sri Lankan folk- folklore. 
all this information is according to a sighting in 2001. So I think the folklore has been around for a long time, but that's when the most recent sighting or the most current sighting information is from. Now, if you hear this blood-curdling devil bird scream, it is telling you that you're going to die, right? Guaranteed? Guaranteed, right? So, so just... Don't jump into the lake to try to escape. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. As that bird telling you, there's piranhas in there. You know. It is similar and looks kind of like the spot-bellied eagle owl because they have these horns, right? That's why it kind of gets named devil bird, plus from the screeching. Um, and if you look at this picture, you know, they put red eyes on it. So maybe it has red eyes. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? Right? That's kind of scary looking. It is kind of scary looking, right? Anything with red eyes. Uh, it could also be a hawk eagle, right? Uh, explanation says that it might be a demon trapped in the bird, but they they actually can't find that if it's like any like malicious intent, right? They're like the bird necessarily is just warning people that they're about to die, so it might not be a demon. It might just be like a nice spirit. Wait, like, like how do they have data that says like it screamed and then someone died? Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of yeah. There's the dude who wrote a book about it. Uh, what's the guy's name? R.L. Spittle, right? He wrote a book called Far Off Things, and you need to be you have to identify the bird. the uh, The cry should be clearly recognized and defined, not be confused with many weird cries of the jungle. It doesn't tell you what the cry sounds like. It just lets Cliff, you know. Cliff, will you give us? A, will you give our listeners what an example think? of the cry? What do you think it should sound like? <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't really blood curdling, though. No, it wasn't. Oh, uh, if you were out alone in the woods and you heard that, that's true. If yeah. I heard like a human style like humming, from and, the and woods, it's kind of hard to truly do it. I have a, yeah, I have half my. You got uh, a fat lip. Yeah. This is only in Sri Lanka. Uh, no, it could be everywhere. You know, it's just a Sri Lanka in the jungle. Before. Yeah. So the bird should be shot while actually making the cry, or on the tree from which the cry comes from. And it should be identified after death by an ornithologist. So they're saying, maybe if you kill the bird mid-cry, you don't die. You know? So if you're walking in the woods and you hear, Cliff, what is it? How'd it go? <coughs> if you hear that, if you're fast on the draw and you kill it real quick, then uh, you're not going mm. to die. So it does cause your death. Yeah, I guess so. So that bird, it's, just tr- it's a troublemaker. The author from Sri Lanka? R.L. Spittle. I don't know. Doesn't sound like it. I thought you were going to say, when you said R.L., I thought you were going to say R.L. Stein, and it was in Goosebumps. I was Dude, <laughs> yes. No, that is exactly what I thought I thought well. that that was the direction Goosebumps we were headed. Goosebumps was scary, man. As a kid, like, reading that, you're like, ooh. Hey. I remember the TV guys, show. Guys, guess what? R.L. Spittle died in 1969. So, this one does fit our thing, because he couldn't have wrote about it if... He died in 1969 in 2001. Did he die because of the bird? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, writes about the bird, and then it's like, Wah! and then yeah. he was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, he was Sri Lankan. That makes sense. Do we know? If you are from Sri Lanka, please let us know. Or southern India, close enough. Right. Tell us about the devil bird. All right, Zach, what are you going to tell us about Thanksgiving Parade? So, it's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Parade. Do you guys actually still watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade? I could care less about the Thanksgiving yeah. Day Parade. I mostly just watch football. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. That is, like, a yeah. hundred times more interesting 
Then the Thanksgiving Day parade. We'll, we'll the Thanksgiving Day parade's over by like. But to be 11. honest, like we'll have it on. My mom likes to watch yeah, it. It's on. And my grandma does. So as you're well. telling me you guys don't even turn it on? No, we do turn it on. Yeah, it might be on the TV, but it's not my choice. No, it's fun. What do you guys think the top five balloons are? Snoopy. Snoopy. Mm, it's not Snoopy, but it's close. Both what? of us said it. Mm-hmm. It's not even in the top five. No. Uh. That's the like turkey. the only. What? The turkey? Nope, no turkey. SpongeBob. Nope. Ian, what do you think? I can't name any, dude, besides Snoopy. Do you yeah. guys know? Charlie Carson Brown. Aaron? Is it Charlie yeah, Brown? Yeah, it's yeah, Charlie yeah. Brown. So, uh, let's talk about him. I mean, that's pretty much Snoopy. But it's not. Didn't the Snoopy balloon get loose one time? Yeah, and it floated up to the sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Snoopy went that's to go That's why you always got to keep a leash on him. It just went into <laughs> keep a leash on your dog. <laughs> just goes into like low Earth orbit. <laughs> so we'll go through this quick. Number five is Spider Man is one of the most popular balloons, and it shoots web at people. It does. Number four, Big Bird. Right, I could see that. Yep, and he always has a seasonal sweater. So that's nice. Uh, number three, this one it just <laughs> never mind. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, number three is Mickey Mouse. And in this picture, he's a sailor. So we got Mickey Mouse in a nautical theme. Number two, Garfield. He hates Mondays. He loves lasagna. And Dude, Odie, Chris man. Pratt is going to be voicing him in the new Garfield movie. And number one, Charlie Brown. Dude, the last Garfield movie was trash. <laughs> it was. The Tale of Two Kitties. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> All the ones up here uh, leading up have been terrible. <laughs> Tell the two kitties, yeah, where he swaps place with the rich cat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back on Did track. Did you not see it, Landon? No, no I didn't oh, see it. Oh, it was top-notch Garfield. <laughs> he still hates I Mondays. grew up reading the comics, so I'll watch it. He asked for lasagna, and they're like, this is England. We don't have lasagna. I forget what they gave him instead. So he clawed Putting all their probably. furniture. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, the Thanksgiving <laughs> Day Parade just does not interest me at all. Were you usually would, hunting that so, morning? There's about 100 things I'd prefer to do than watch a Thanksgiving Day Parade. What would 99 be? <laughs> <laughs> what would 99 be? Yeah. Trim my, my toenails. Yeah, trimming my toenails. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, so what's your traditions for, for Thanksgiving? Traditions eat a crap ton, take a nap. Thanksgiving. Okay. You do clams or turkey? Sleep clams. Who does clams? <laughs> my so my schedule. I think he is means yams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean that makes more sense to yeah. me. Clams. <laughs> I don't know anyone who does clams. All There's that thing where it's like, hey, the original Thanksgiving, they all had clams. They didn't actually have a turkey. I thought they just You're had corn from. SOB. <laughs> I just I heard that it was more likely actually venison. Yeah, venison and clams. Yeah, when they shared it with the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Probably they all had shellfish allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving was gluten free because it was corn, probably. Yeah. Yet you still won't drink this moonshine. I did have a sip. How how'd it go? It was good. Uh, yeah, Landon, what do you do? Sleep in. Wake up, maybe help prepare food if it's needed. If not, hang out, watch football until it's time. If we're here, you know, because it depends on who we're visiting for Thanksgiving. If we're here, might hunt the morning of Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Come in, eat lunch, usually a late lunch, like a 2 o'clock lunch. 
Yeah. And then uh, eat as much as possible, get in comfortable clothes, lay on the couch, and watch football. And probably fall asleep by about halfway through the first quarter, maybe wake up in the, the middle of the third quarter. Yep. And then that you is. Do you do Black Friday shopping? No. Dude, I've worked Black Friday for so many years. I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Uh, Ian, what do you do? Usually we're at my parents' place and we have some grandparents in town. It's pretty similar. Um, also, let me interrupt. Go you. ahead. If there's any ladies that are going to send us send us an email, this is a little bit of information about Ian and how he likes to spend time with his family. Continue. Yes. Um, <laughs> family man. I family mostly man. wash a lot of dishes because I'm not a great cook. Uh-huh. So he washes dishes. <laughs> yeah, I do wash. <laughs> wow. Walked into that one. Um, <laughs> no, man. Usually. <laughs> I'm a good dishwasher, and I don't mind it. He helps around the house. I do. Uh, Usually just hang out. Um, We usually have friends or family over, and both. So we usually have like 20 people during Thanksgiving. So you're saying friends are invited to your Thanksgiving? Depending, yeah. If they have nowhere else to go. I've never been invited. Hey, like new friends? Uh, Usually if they have nowhere else to go. I have never been invited to your Thanksgiving. None of us have nowhere else to go. And all my family lives in Georgia. You have never no. once invited <laughs> me. <laughs> that you, is true. You've never said, wait, you, but you go back home every Thanksgiving. No, I only go home for Christmas. Oh. I've never gone for home. What, what do you do for Thanksgiving then? Yeah, what's your Thanksgiving? I thought you were at Cynthia's. As a San Antonio man. You told me you you eat a lot and you, you sleep a lot. Yeah, I go to Whataburger and then cry myself to sleep. <laughs> Cliff, okay, I'll, I'll text some people and you can come over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> There you go. Clip won't be crying. We honestly, I don't want a pity invite. I thought we were friends. That's all <laughs> I was friends. trying to get to. At this point, any invite is going to be a pity invite. You just might as yeah, well Yeah, you want a pity it. invite or cry and go to Whataburger? <laughs> yeah, what do you want to do? It's tradition. <laughs> Are there um, other people in Whataburger just like No, it's sobbing. normally just me. <laughs> and the guy working But I there. do get the chicken finger sandwich, so it's kind of like a turkey sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> do y'all do turkey? We did brisket one year, and it was amazing. Yeah, we do turkey. If we if we play around, you know, we get a little crazy, it's going to be Christmas. Do you guys do Chinese food on Christmas? No. What? It's a tradition because usually they're the only restaurants that are open. Gotcha. Like, people do it on Christmas Eve. No. Thanks, they never close. Thanksgiving for us, I usually cook the turkey. And... Um, Wow, Zach's the man of the house. Yeah, I am. You fry it? No. Have you guys ever had fried turkey? I bake it, and it's fantastic. Honestly, my the reason why I cook the turkey is because my turkey is the best turkey. Like, every other turkey is dry except for mine. So you don't have time to watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade. You're cooking turkey. Yeah, I know. That's why. I turn it on in the background, and I kind of like half cook the turkey, half You all watch the Cowboys? Uh, Nah. Not really. I mean, it's on. We put the games on. Typically, actually, we usually start our Christmas movie marathon on Thanksgiving. Like, we'll start, like, we'll usually, like, uh, cook, then we'll eat, and then we'll watch, like, Christmas Vacation or Elf <laughs> yes. and kind of oh, kick off the season. Those thing, are yeah. mine and McKenna's favorites. You just listed them. Yeah, so that's what we'll usually do. Christmas Vacation is amazing. Yeah, we don't do Black Friday that day. You do digital Black Friday? I do. I, last year See, I did. I'm not going great. to a retail store because I don't want to put people through more pain than they need. Yeah. My thing is they're there anyways. I might as well make them smile, right? Well. You guys do movies Thanksgiving weekend? We do. Yeah. Like Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we might go to the movies, too, if there's a good one that comes yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. But so, Cliff, is that what you really do, or would you care to share us? Like, share with us? Yeah, now I feel guilty. Do you really that go to Whataburger? I feel here bad. Yeah, five my, years. my first couple of years, yeah, that's what I did. Why didn't you minus, ever mention it? Minus crying myself to sleep part. Why didn't it? Why did you never mention it? Like, hey guys, I would love to come join you for for Thanksgiving. I'm not gonna invite myself to your family's house for Thanksgiving. Why don't Dude, you, you or why don't you just make the announcement like, "Hey, I don't have plans." And now, now I go to Cynthia's family's okay. stuff. I mean, I I do have stuff to do now, but <laughs> <laughs> no, the my first couple years in Texas, I didn't go home, so I would actually I would go Cliff, to if y'all want to if y'all want to come because yeah. I told mom I was going on this hunt, and she was like, "How how are Cliff and Cynthia?" She asked about you guys too, but she asked, "How are Cliff and Cynthia? When are they getting married?" And she said, we need to have them over to the house because she wants to meet Cynthia. Mm. I don't think I've met your mom. Me neither. I guess Cliff Cynthia has. Yeah. I guess Cynthia's going to meet them. She's sweet. Mm-hmm. So. What can I do for you? Why are you kicking me, bro? <laughs> All right, we're good. You do you something. want to tussle? <laughs> no, Cliff doesn't care about that. No, Iowa State's whooping Texas' butt right now. Yeah. Good. I, I don't care about that. <laughs> What's the score? Oh, you don't care that Texas is going to go to the SEC as a bottom-tier Big 12 I said that they were going to be a who are we picking tier up? Central Florida, anyway. Cincinnati, and BYU. Yeah, and yeah. Houston. Yeah. Oh, UVH. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We should just go to the West Coast and become like the Pac-25. There you go. Not going to happen at this point. No. This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it from now through June on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head to head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through the pain is the name of the game. With so much edge of your seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your jersey. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs now on TNT and CBS. All right, guys, let's talk about our hunting trip. Yeah, I guess we to get into it. Ian, you yes, took the first shot. I did. So today's Saturday. Yep. We hunted morning and evening. Yep. So, Ian took the first shot this morning, so you tell the first story. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you to Mr. Carson Rowlett, who's also joining us, for basically guiding <laughs> at that point. Um, we got up probably about 6, 6.30, and this is very important to the story. Um, there wasn't any coffee, which was fine. And then we, I was like, how far are we going? He was like, oh, it's like a five-minute drive. And I was like, when is first light? And he was like, like 7.30. And I was like, we should get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else was leaving to go hunt. He was like, okay, cool. Let's make coffee. So we did that. We drove out to one of the uh, ridges right there. And what what was it, Carson? Probably 20 minutes into it? 20, 30? After first light or after you guys got there? No, it was like 20 minutes after. 
yeah, after first light. Kind of yeah, because the fight, the, uh, the shot went off pretty early. Yeah, this yeah. kind of it was definitely light out. You could see, yeah, it was but light. it was like, you know, pretty quick. Yeah. Small, probably four points. Uh, small pretty, buck. Pretty small buck. Probably shot him or close, aimed at him. Yeah. Close to 100 yards-ish. I think we shot right below him. He did arch and kind of move, so we're not 100% sure, but we went and looked and didn't see anything. And then... So, so just to go into a little bit more detail. Sure. What was, like, set up the situation? How did you guys sure. spot him and uh, what happened? Did you have a lot of time to get set up? So, All that yeah. Kind of stuff. So, we went and set up, and... Uh, we got the rifle. Yeah, we'll put Carson on here, which is good. Hey, Carson. What's up, guys? So, set up, um, got everything out of the truck, probably hiked 50 to 75 yards through some brush, kind of down into like a little bit of a ravine where you can see the canyon. Yeah, definitely. We're set up um, on top of a creek, looking yeah. over across yeah. the creek in a little yeah. opening. So, we were kind of just hanging out. Um, getting ready, chatting, and then he kind of showed up and was moving. I guess that would have been east at that point. Yeah, from east to west. Yeah, he was moving from east to west. Uh, moving fairly slowly, and then Carson was like, get ready, and so I'm aiming. Yeah. Uh, I have the Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was trying to point him out to him. I, yeah. I kept stopping him. I kept hitting the deer with the little Matt. Stop which I, which worked great. Yeah, yeah, first time I'd ever done that. Did he and stop and like look around? Oh yeah, no, he stopped, looked directly at me, probably a solid 10 15 seconds. Yes. Gave time for you gave to set up. Ian time to, to find up. him through the site. It was it was it was dark but light enough to see him. So it was like like right at legal shooting hour. Yep. Legal shooting time. It was just perfect. And um yeah, I stopped him cuz I was afraid he was going to go out into the brush. I think we shot a little bit right below him. Yeah, a little just bit barely. Low. Yeah, just didn't compensate for the elevation or the not drop. the elevation change, but for the yeah. drop. Correct. Oh, I got you. Where were you? Where'd you put the crosshairs? Right behind his shoulder. As close as I could get. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, there's uh, fifty bucks online if you do the old um, Texas heart shot. We have. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's actually going to attempt it. <laughs> it's fifty bucks online. <laughs> fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yeah. No. So we went and looked. Um, did unfortunately did not find anything. And then after we were both pretty confident. And then after I think we kind of realized the shot was a little bit low. Yeah. Cool. It was still fun. Yeah. So. Well, it's always it was, exciting. It was a buck, trigger. and how it was big was a buck? It? Four points, probably. Okay. So pretty small. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't buck, really yeah. tell at that point because no. we didn't have the binos out. No. And we're out here just to get meat. And yes. Have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Carson did a great job. Took his truck down there. Did uh, y'all see any deer after that? No, we actually we did not. Because after we shot, we had walked down there and walked around. We kind of figured our scent was all over the place. So I was like, let's go look at another plot spot across the tank batteries, which is the place we were hunting. Um, we got there. It was too overgrown because I hadn't been there in a couple years. So realized that was kind of busted. So we went back to the spot, sat down for maybe 30 minutes, didn't see anything. And then that's when dad had texted that he got his. And I was like, yep. let's come back. I was like, do you just want to go help him out? And he was like, yeah, let's go. So we helped. Because it was, it was blown. Yeah. Dad got a nice buck. Field dressed it. I think he's getting it mounted. Yeah, he is. It's it a really nice. It's a nice looking buck. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the nicest buck I've ever. He's got seen a cool down here. kicker tine too. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah. Got some gloves on. It was a Carson did all the work point? on that yeah. one too. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's not good. he's too humble to mention that, but Carson did a lot of that. Good job, dude. His dad had a great shot though. It was perfect. He hit textbook. I was so impressed. Well, dad was apologizing apologizing to Cliff for not being able to find the heart because he blew it out. <laughs> no, he was blew it out. The <laughs> shot was amazing. He was describing <laughs> what how he did it and I was so impressed. I was like, "Wow." Well, he's a great shooter. Yes. So. Yes. He's not out here. He he had a pretty good story. He saw like 5 bucks and as he was getting up to leave, he saw this one and it was too big to Yeah, he's pretty big pr- he's pretty particular. Yeah. He's been wanting one to mount mount for a while. He did, a, for a he while. did a great job. It was yeah. Also, he gave us a hard time too because we were. Hey, I asked him where he, uh, where he shot the bucket because we all we didn't know where the main hunting spots are. It's like, oh, well, I've been telling you guys to hunt there for years, but no one will ever listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he but he saw five. five bucks. Yeah. 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 And it's a spot that you wouldn't think to hunt, but yeah. he's down here all the time. Yeah. It's it. You have a very very narrow sight to shoot. It's maybe like fifty yards across a road, and. It was the most that's active. It. So six point five, Creedmore. Yeah, that's what he was using. Mm. Well, cool. How about your guys' evening hunt? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so we went out kind of to the same spot. We were kind of debating back and forth where we should go, but we decided to go back to the same spot, set up everything, kind of just chatted for probably about an hour and a half, catching up. Yeah, and then. Um, Aaron, who's also with us, mentioned that there was a buck heading toward us, and we're 90% sure it was the same one. It was really far from off. Morning, it was probably yeah. 200 yards. Oh, the one from this morning? 200, yeah. 250. It was, Two it was to 250. Far. So Car- Carson's, um, I'm like, you think we should do it? And he was like, ah, let's see if it'll get closer. So he's kind of rattling, um, making some rattling noises and stuff, and it kind of moved a little bit closer. And then it was about, it was kind of going the same direction as previously, but it was about to go behind this tree, and I didn't tell Carson. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just going to hail Mary Red Raider this. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I did not give him any warning, bless him, and just, uh, you know, kind of aimed at the third. Well, probably a few inches above and just pulled the trigger. Yeah. But nothing. It was a Hail Mary pass. But there, were, it was kind of, in my opinion, I don't know how you felt about it, Carson. It was kind of like take the shot or never see it again. Yeah, because really. it was... It, it, it was 20 minutes before dark. dark, and we hadn't seen anything. And we, in my mind, I was thinking, like, okay, it's this or... We're gonna, or we're not gonna even if else, we yeah. wait five more minutes and shoot something, it's we not might not be able to go get it. Yeah. yeah. But great job, man. You did... Really good. Thank you. Uh, Cliff, you want to tell us about your hunt? Not really. Why not? Tell us about it. Yeah, tell us about it. So, I am the only one archery hunting. I didn't bring a rifle uh, because I want to archery hunt. And committing to it. I'm committing to it, and I didn't want the... Backup? I didn't want to... If I had a couple bad sits to... Then be like, well, I'm just going to rifle hunt kind of flippantly. So I only brought my bow so that I have to commit to archery. And in doing so, uh, of course, this property is one of the few places I have found in Texas. I mean, yeah, I have a couple other spots and other areas that I can hang a tree stand. And I like hunting from a tree. So I've committed to this one spot with my bow. 
I got out there this morning, and it's the farthest back. So I'm on the very north side of the property while everyone else is hunting more south from me. And, of course, it's a south wind, so everyone's stuff is picking up and going my way. Right. Now, I will say I am a good ways off, so it probably dissipates, and it's not really bothering. But I get back there, or I get dropped off uh, at the turnoff from where y'all go up to where y'all are hunting, and then I walk the rest of the way, which is probably mm, three to 500 yards or so, maybe a little more, I don't know. But it's a it's a small little hike. Mm-hmm. And... uh get back to my stand and I use a lot of, I mean, to people who listen to older episodes, I am very scent conscious. So everything has been doused down with scent killer spray. And then on top of that, I've sprayed my boots with doe urine so that I'm tracking a deer scent in instead of human scent and all this other stuff, just trying to cover. And I get back to my spot and climb up, and I spray the area down with uh, Tink's, I believe it's number one, the doe, doe pee. And, uh, is it real or is it synthetic? I use real. I don't like the synthetics as much, but I, I don't have any like thing against them. How I do you, just th- how do you think they collect it? Do you think they no just idea. get the bladder and then pour it in? I have no idea. But it is an aerosol sprayed. Type 1, 2. I prefer those. So I, I get up there and I wait. And this morning I took the doe approach to things. So uh, it was... Uh, you, you were trying to get in the mindset of being a doe? Yeah, so I used doe urine. I used doe bleats. I sat quietly and all this other stuff and nothing came out. I did have about seven hogs walk the ridge line behind me. Mm-hmm. But there's not like a clear shot way to them from where I'm at. So it would have been, yeah, I probably could have made it. But at the same time, very likelihood of losing an arrow too. Right. And even if I would have hit it, it would have been hard to collect the pig anyway. Yeah. So waited around all morning and those seven pigs were the only thing I saw uh, the entire time. And that was my morning hunt. This afternoon, after coming back and talking to everyone, and it seemed like everyone who saw a buck this morning rattled them in. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to do buck stuff. Mm -hmm. So I also have Tink's Trophy Buck urine spray. So I sprayed that down on my boots and everything. Sent killed before I went out this afternoon as well. Got to my stand, got up there, uh, sprayed the trophy buck urine out a little bit and rattled when I got into the stand just to kind of set like a precedent. Uh, Waited about 20 minutes and then did a buck grunt. And then waited about another 15 minutes, so it was probably about 35 minutes or so since I first rattled, rattled again. Waited about 30 minutes, rattled again. Waited 15, did a a grunt. I just kind of kept bouncing back and forth on this. 
and nothing ever came up. So then I kind of got antsy in about 30 minutes prior to sunset. I climbed down and I walked the back field, so even farther north from where I am. And I figured, well, if there's anything there, I can spot and stock stall hunt back there. And I can also look and see if there's another tree I can hang in. Uh, neither one of them I found. I found another area that I want to check out for a tree stand, but I don't know how to get back there. Mm-hmm. And because uh, it was on the other side of it, and I'm not even sure if that's still y'all's property because according to Onyx, it's like right on the line. Mm. And in order to get back there by the map, it looks like you have to cross a property boundary or two. So I don't know if it's something feasible or not. Hmm. So you you cross it, you're walking in their property, and then you cross it back is how it looks hmm. on, on X or Google Images. Yeah, that's probably a good call not to do that. Well, I, I couldn't have done it tonight anyway. Like it's, I, I have no idea how to even get back there yet. So I need to talk to someone who knows the property a little bit better than I do. Uh, so I did that, and then sun was set. It was starting to get dark, dark, and so I started walking back and still taking, like, slow, conscious steps and stuff like that, trying to not make as much noise, and I finally get back to where my stand is, and I'm in the middle of the, like, little field where I would want something to be if I'm in the stand, but I'm down here now, like, getting my stuff together and walking out, and I see... Here's some stuff in the in the brush beside me, and I drop down to my knees and uh, just kind of wait, kind of just waiting around, see what it is, see what's going on, and I see three pigs uh, walk out, but because I'm, I mean, there's nowhere for me to hide. I could just make myself small and hope for the best. Yep. And so I was on my knees, and I was waiting. And they finally popped their head out, and the the lead pig, I believe, saw me because she picked up, or I'm, I'm going to say she could have been a boar. Um, she picked up speed and ran across, but they never, like, squealed and, like, did a warning or anything. They just kind of picked up speed and just cut across the trail. And so I don't know how that interaction would have gone, but – they never stopped enough for me to even get a shot off. Mm. It would have been a Hail Mary of a shot anyway, e- even if it was like a 15-yarder. And then I just came, walked back and met y'all at the the turn. Cool. Yep. Well, our hunt was exciting. <coughs> it was. Attack. Yeah, this morning. The morning, the morning one was. Um, we went out to a back area of the property, pretty much straight uh, west of Cliff. Mm-hmm. Southwest. Yep, and then we saw a deer, probably 400 yards. We, saw, we you, you ranged it, right? Yeah, about 350, 400 yards is moving away from us to the left. Right. And it was about to go into a huge sumac grove, and then we would lose sight of it. And I was like, if it goes in there. It's done. It's it's done. Like, we'll never see it again. And it's not worth, like, trying to chase down. Yeah. Because it's so far away, and we would blow out all of our hunting ground. Yeah. So I got a wild hare and picked up the rattle. The Rattler. The Rattler. <laughs> yeah, the Rattler. And I rattled a couple times and like uh, as like a Hail Mary approach to like maybe turn that deer around. Yep. And it actually did work. About 10 minutes later, yep. we see the deer beelining 
straight for us. Yep, and at that point, it was probably about a hundred yards away. We ranged it. It was. I ranged it for Zach because he. I didn't take my rifle out. I wanted Zach to hunt the morning, and I ranged it for him at one hundred and twenty yards. Yep, and then the comedy of errors. Yeah, the most begins. depressing. Well, let's ten ju- minutes. Let well, let's just say. Uh, we learned some things. First of all, this deer was a very nice eight point. Yeah, it's the biggest deer I've ever seen hunting. It's it's the nicest deer I've ever seen hunting for sure. Yeah, it was a very healthy, like, I would say, five year old deer. It was thick I wouldn't body. It had a body. great, perfect, like symmetrical rack. I wouldn't say it was like an oversized rack. I would just say it was a very healthy five year old deer rack. Yep. Eight uh, point or eight points is what we think. Eight right? points, yeah. And uh, the deer was just like walking straight for us. Yeah. So at a hunt, at a hundred yards, uh, when we first saw it, kind of took us by surprise because the rattling thing was like a hail mary. We didn't think we'd see that deer. No, again. I did not think we were going to see it again. Um, it was just kind of like a hail mary approach. And I think that was our first mistake in assuming like we should have been prepared. Uh, like the one so percent rule we would have, have been. We had a monopod, but it was compressed. Like we hadn't extended it yet. Uh, a shooting stick, yeah. My um, he hadn't chambered around. I had not chambered around, uh, or I had one, but I wasn't like it wasn't fully ready to go. Um, and so that yeah. was on us. Yep, yeah, that's definitely on us. So like, <clears throat> it crosses over, right? So then immediately we're trying to get the monopod ready. Uh, we set it up. And then the deer is still moving. It's, it never like, stopped. It never really stopped, right? It so only then, stopped at that grove right, right, right which below we'll, we'll us. We'll get to. We'll get to. Um, but it, it's moving, and I go to like look through my rifle, and my scope has um, my scope is fogged up, right? Because it was it was cold this morning, um, and wet, and wet. Yes, and so I I clean them off real quick. And then I go to find it again in my scope, and then by that point, it had moved behind that sumac bush that we were kind of uh, like this, the one that's like forty yards away. From yeah. Us. So by this point, I had I had kept my eyes on it the whole time. By this point, it was forty yards below us, and basically in front of a huge sumac grove. And there's only two ways it can go: it can turn around and go back the way it came, or it could go right. And I was watching the right side. Because I couldn't see the left side, or it could go left. And I was watching the and left Zach side. And Zach was watching the left side. The only thing with the left side, though, is it had like this little drop where, like, it's at the bottom of a hill, right? Mm-hmm. Or, but it's not like a huge hill, but it's enough that it's like it's covered. But, anyways, probably five minutes pass, right? We're like, I don't think that. I think it felt like five it minutes, like five but minutes. it was probably realistically like two, like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I look over and it's, it's popped back up, right? So then again, um, I go, and it's still kind of moving, and so I go to set everything up. But at this point, though, the only way I can reach it is if I have to stand up. So then again, I'm increasing the size of the monopod again, setting it up, and I go to look through, and my scope has fogged up again. Literally, like two minutes later, it's fully fogged. Like I cannot see through it. And so I go to clean it. I'm cleaning it, clean it. And then, like, in the rush of things, I'm like, okay, here's my shot. It is right here full-bodied, probably 40, 45 yards yeah. away, and I go, I put in my crosshairs, and I pull the trigger, but I have a center fire, uh, Thompson Center, and so it has a hammer, and I forgot to pull back the hammer. Uh, so it just makes that click, you know, like, oh, yep. you're just yep. you're just messing with me. And so 
then I'm like, oh crap. So then I go to pull back the hammer, and when I do that, it moves just enough that um, its whole body is blocked by a bush and like part of the hill. And so then I whistle. And when I whistle, it stops and looks at me, and all I can see is its white throat and then its head. Yep. Right? And I'm like, the only way I'm getting a shot at this guy is if I move a hair, right, just enough to get around this kind of bush. The second I move, because he was, he was kind of looking, and I, we stopped for probably 20 seconds. Yeah. He never really did anything, so I'm thinking, okay, if I move slow enough, I might be able to get a shot. I move just a hair, and he he sees me and, and jumps out. So it was a depressing morning, to, to say the least. Yeah. That but, was a very, very – that was a mounting – that was a mounting deer. For sure. Oh, yeah, I, I would have I would have mounted him for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Just beautiful deer. Yeah, and that's the only deer we saw in the morning. And yeah, that's the that's the only that's the only thing we saw in the morning. Yep. And so, but it was it was exciting. I mean, dude, my heart. was Oh, like, me too. And that was and I wasn't even hunting. Popping. And I've only ever shot does. And so, like seeing this buck, not only was it like, oh, like I actually have the opportunity to kill a buck this weekend, but also was like, this is the best buck I've ever seen while hunting. You know, like just stoic. You know. Yeah. And um, and he was moving with a per like. He wasn't coming. He didn't in. stop and le- until I whistled that one moment, yeah. and then he stopped. But at that point, he was already kind of like he, hidden. And he he also like was coming right at us, and I I don't think he was like we rattled. And I think there's two reactions that you'll get. One is like curiosity. I think that deer's reaction was curiosity. He wanted to come check it out, but he wasn't in a hurry. Because I've also heard of people like you know rattling in and they come in like like, prant, like stomping almost. stomping and like snot running out of their nose and they're like ready to like throw hands and he wasn't that he was like more oh i heard some rattling over here let me go check it out mm-hmm. you know he wasn't coming in to like probably because he's the boss and uh, right yeah he definitely looked like the yeah he definitely walked the, like the he, boss of the of the land um and uh the other funny thing though is uh, Cliff talked a lot, a lot about scent cover. Is we actually moved spots. Like when we got there, it was very dark, and we picked a spot that looked good for what we could see. And it wasn't a bad. It spot. wasn't a bad spot. We had we had tons of visibility. And then I was like, hey, like about thirty minutes after, like we could see. I was like, hey, I'm gonna go take a leak. So I like kind of walk up the hill. And I also was like, I'm gonna walk up the hill see if I get a better vantage point. So I go up, take a pee, and I'm like, oh crap, we can see way more here. So we yeah. move spots. That deer ended up walking right where we were sitting. Like, it was standing where we were originally sitting. And what's funny about the ordeal is it never spooked on scent. No. Really? Never. We we did spray down this morning. We did do dead downwind. Yep. But still, I mean, for being right on top of our spot. Literally, it was on us. It it pretty much followed our trail from the the rhino, you know. So, uh, you know. Win some, you lose some. Yeah, I I feel like every time I go with Landon, I always see like the best fish or the best buck, and I just oh, man, something happens. Too. I don't land it or I don't get it. You know, it's like he he brings like good luck. He brings disappointment. That's it's what because it is. he's oh. off. It's, it's not good. No, it's not good luck. It's because it's Landon's optimistic. <laughs> That's what it is. He brings. No, I really do appreciate that about you. You're like, yeah, it'll be a good. Oh day. yeah, no, like the largest trout I could have ever caught was with Landon. And then it just, like, popped right off, you know, the one that got away. Now, honestly, that's a buck that, like, it was beautiful. It was 40 yards away. Like It I'm, was bow range. Yeah. And I am, like, honestly, like, 
I've never had a It was more... bow range for Cliff. It yes. was not bow range for me. No, me neither. But I've never had a more perfect situation where the luck was just like, oh, this is perfect. And then all of a sudden this thing's like fogging up, forgot no. to pull the hammer you back. You know what I've never had is a deer respond to uh, rattling. No, that was really cool. That was exciting. I've never, alone. I've, I've rattled quite a bit, and I've kind of like over time gotten discouraged with it, and of like it's never worked for me. So, so we were debating this. You know the rattles that we all have. Do you are you supposed to rotate them, like grind them, or do you guys slam them, or is there a way so to do it? So what I do, oh, I have full racks. Yeah, and me and Zach were talking about it. I have the little. Uh, but you want a slam noise too. Yeah, it looks like sauce. So we were doing both. What I was doing yeah. was I would slam them together as yep. hard as I could, and I'd do a couple hard rotations, yep. and I'd wait a little bit, and then I would slam them hard as hard together as I could because I want that initial like they're coming pound, together. and then I want that like interlocking of antlers, um, and then like a little break is the way like when I've seen videos of deer fighting. Yep, that's. That's what I was going for, and it worked. And I've rattled for, you know, uh, growing growing up hunting here and having spent like doing that. Like I've never had a deer respond to, and I've heard about people like, oh, it's so great when a deer responds to rattling. I've I had never seen it until today, so that was really encouraging. So I'm gonna do it more. That's really cool. Yeah, um, it was an exciting morning. Yeah, but disappointing. But hey, that's part of it, right? And I really wish because I got that. I took that camera. I got a nice like video camera for our stuff. We're actually this is the first uh, podcast that we're video recording, and we're going to take clips and put those clips out there. But I I got this camera. I took it out, but instead of setting, I didn't set it up because I knew that I had needed to change the beeping settings. Like every time you click a button, it beeps to let you know that you know. You click the button, and I didn't want to, like, mess up our hunting opportunity by doing that. But that deer would have been perfect to have that camera set up for. Oh, yeah, because it, it was like I could make out everything on it for 40 yeah. yards, you know? Yeah. Live-action shots. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, it was beautiful. But you know what? He gets to go live on another day. At least until tomorrow. <laughs> 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 He's like, ah, yeah, it's, but never mind. I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about tomorrow's hunt right now. Uh, you thinking you're sleeping? No, I'm not going to sleep in. But oh, are you I'm, talking about your spot? Are you talking yeah, about where you're hunting? I'm talking about my spot. You should sit where Dad hunted. Yeah, do it. I I, I probably am going to switch it up in the yeah. morning and do some groundwork. Um, I just don't know if there's anything back there. New man, five. And we can't get the photos from the cam that's been back there for the past year to like pull up so we have no is, it is not that reading, a card reader is thing? it not reading the card i think it's my card reader mm. what if we um that's what i've been doing pretty much does someone bring a computer like, nope carson did, did you bring your computer oh we could plug it into carson's computer no I we have, have adapters. Adapters. adapters yeah what do you guys uh we haven't made a game plan for tomorrow but cliff Speaking of, what are you thinking your game plan is for tomorrow? Well, depending on what's on this cam, uh, right now the plan is to hunt behind the fire station. Oh, yeah. That's where your dad said we probably... Next to City Hall. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, not, not, not wrong. There's a jungle gym that I can climb up into. 
Yeah. Get up in there with your deer stand. Yeah. Are you? What are you and Carson doing tomorrow? We're trying to decide. So probably maybe go back to that spot because we saw two. I mean, that's what I think we should do. You think you should go back to the same spot? Yeah. Aaron, are you hunting tomorrow? Yeah. You gonna hunt your spot? There's a spot that we have. It's called Aaron's spot. It's called A.A. Ron's spot. A.A. Ron's spot. It so is a beautiful spot. It's a great spot. That's where I, sh- I shot my deer out of Aaron's spot last year. Yeah, I remember being envious when we went there last year. I just looked at it, and I was like, this is the spot. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good spot. It's either a deer is the, – the only downside is the deer is either extremely close or they're really far, and you get to text these guys that, hey, a deer is heading your way because it's out of range for me. So – yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. While all y'all were texting back and forth, I didn't get any of those messages. No, I there's know you zero don't. There's no service back there. back there, and we barely had service where we were. It came, like, and, it came, came and went. went. Yeah, because we kept hearing shots, and we'd get y'all's messages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely heard Ian's shot, and then well, let's talk about the thud. I was gonna, I was just gonna say that we need to talk about it. Do you guys? So you know, there's this. this tale that hunters tell right like where it's like a, a shot goes off and if it's like dunk, they're like oh i heard that second thump so that it's a dead deer i've heard that my whole life and rarely does the second shot actually equal a dead deer so i don't know i mean we like, heard the thud right but you but when the bullet hits the ground it also can make a thud right so our our idea that oh we heard it twice doesn't actually mean anything because every time I hear it twice, people miss, right? So it's like, <laughs> so I don't, I think, I think that. The Zach's like, I have years of evidence. That <laughs> I do, this. I do. Yeah. And no, I, I, so I really, really think that it's an old wives tale that two, like the thud, the second hit means a dead deer. I don't think that's true. Anybody have an opinion one way or the other? Cliff probably has an opinion. It depends. No, I, th- I think that in archery, there you hear that thud, and it's it's pretty accurate. But I mean, it's well, a lot archery, closer. you see the arrow go in. Yeah, but and you get that, and you don't have you the initial get that shot. Thud, so right. it does. I mean, I say for there with rifles, the they're so close together that it's kind of hard for me to normally pick them mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. And I will say, normally when I hear misses, especially if I'm in the area, you also hear the meow kind of off the back end of it. Mm. Uh, I think like that second thud, if you're hunting in another group in another area, I don't think that that stands. But like if you're hunting that area and you're with that person who shot and you hear that second thud, then I think that Mm. it stands. Yeah. Mm. Even then. So it depends. (laughs) So it depends. So it depends. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think it does, though. I think it depends. Yeah. And what are we doing tomorrow, Zach? Sleeping? Are you guys sleeping? <laughs> no, we got we had a we got a hunt. <laughs> we always say that we did we said that last year too, and then we just kept sleeping. I think I need two cups of coffee. I think that's I think what it coffee, was. I think I do no think we I morning. do think we need to set up coffee for the morning. Yeah. But also, uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. I woke. I popped right up. Yeah, but the second day is always harder because there's not that like, ooh, we're here for the first time energy. You know what I mean? Like no, it's gonna I still, be like, I still will be excited. Yeah, not me. It's gonna be like, okay, we've been here two days in a row. Well, the good thing about that shop is these guys. Like, I didn't even worry about setting the alarm because I knew that 
this it. guy would be like, I'm up, turn the lights on. Okay, it'll take me about 10 minutes with the lights on to get moving. All right, and by the time I'm up, I'm up. What'd you say? That was Carson, Thanks, yeah. Carson. That was Carson. Well, Carson was freezing, so he only had a blanket, and so he had to get up to put clothes on. <laughs> I don't know warm. how you survived the night. <laughs> Honestly, bud. me neither. Like that, it was because it was cold last night. night. And like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was comfy. But if I hadn't had my twenty degree sleeping bag, I'd been cold. Well, I was under it as soon as I came out. I started getting very cold. Start shivering. I had the flip box of my sleeping bag was freezing. Really? Do you wear socks when you sleep in your sleeping bag? No, I just slept in my. My boxers. Undies, me too. Nice. Now, tonight, I don't know if I'm going to sleep in long johns or not, but... Uh, it's going to hit 48. It's going to be a warmer night then. Yeah, I know. I still think... I like the I idea. I feel like last night got to like 39. Yeah, it was close. On, I feel like it was on 30. Because when we woke up this morning, it was like 42, you know. Well, let's turn this off and go look at cam photos. That okay. sounds good to me. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope y'all enjoy the Macy's Macy's Day Day Parade. And if you don't care like I don't, then I hope the Cowboys win. Amen. Or you could pull this fun trick on your family. It's like, did you know Snoopy or Charlie Brown's the number one most popular 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 balloon? Hey, you you learned a bunch of trivia. The more you know. You can bet your family. (laughs) You okay, Zach? Yeah. You can bet against (laughs) your family, is that what you said? You can bet... Your family. Yeah, oh. I guess it'd be against your family. Yeah. You know, be like, hey, everybody put a dollar and I guarantee you five dollars. <laughs> or I bet you five dollars I can name the top five Macy Day parade balloons. Exactly. Hey, I'm oh. still coming for your fifty. Your fifty dollars. Texas Heart Shot. You don't remember making a fifty dollar <laughs> bet if one of us did a Texas Heart Shot? That was at one thirty in AM. Yeah, that seems <laughs> lower than what I made. Oh, what did you actually make then? I thought I said I'd get it processed. Oh, that oh, was. Oh, that's right. It, it, we did 50, and then somebody said process, and he was like, I'll do that. Yeah. But it has to be dead center Texas hot shot, heart shot. Yeah. What does dead center mean? Straight up the hole. <laughs> 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 like, I better not see any splitting around it. It's just straight on. That's impressive. What about the tails? Well, processing is like. A, gone? Yeah, processing is going to be like three, $400. What? No, be like 180. 180. Shh. That's top. It's top tier. I'm trying to make him feel like he's getting a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll process it myself. <laughs> there, oh no! For some remember what happened with the hog. Yeah, That's but true. I, did, I don't, I don't think want. I, cut I don't out, want pee pee flavored meat. I've only <laughs> ever. <laughs> My gosh! <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Next week we will be speaking with Chase. Smith, yes, of Fish Chase Flies. You guys probably know him because he ties. I'm gonna just say the world's best Wait, game I, changers. I got a question. Chain, next week, changers. as in this coming week, or next week after this podcast comes out. The next week, week we will be talking to Chase. But when the listeners hear it, it'll be the it'll first be week of, of December. December. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, the week after they listen to this, they will yeah, be listening because they Chase. wouldn't have heard like next week. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just confused. <laughs> okay, <laughs> are we good now though? Yeah, we're good now. Perfect. Uh, all right, guys, we'll see y'all out on the water or in the field or on the ranch. Bye. <laughs>